0: Come on, Bobby.
1: Bobby Bones. Transmitting right. across America. Turn it up. Hey. Oh, this is
2: the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. What's up? Good morning. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Let's go over to the phones. Hey, Wesley, how are you?
0: Hey, how are you?
2: Doing pretty good. What's going on with you?
0: Um, I was just calling because my aunt just is still involved in a uh, story similar to Amy's, except it is with a dog. Um, she had wanted to get a Labradoodle puppy and found one that she liked um in Georgia and sent a uh deposit and everything after you know talking and corresponding with the people and come to find out, same with Amy, they kind of ghosted and didn't respond, didn't do anything. So she had mentioned that she would have to get law enforcement involved. Well then she got a check back. Well the check was from the company that she had gone through and whatnot. Well Someone had mentioned to her, don't deposit the check because that's how they gain access to your account. And so she took it to her bank and sure enough, it was like a, a scammer's check. What? But something had already linked to her account and they were ended up getting money from her account. Oh my gosh. So now she has lawyers involved. She, ha- she had to make a police report. And all that kind of stuff. So oh, I
3: would just take the check and verify. I do not have time for this. Oh. No, I mean, I have time for the call. I don't have time for this. And you do not have time for the call. No, She's I like, have, guys, we're out no. of time. No, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate the call and I have time for that. But if this is where the road we're headed down, I, 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 it's almost comical to me at this point. Can I say something? Sure.
2: Generic about your life? Yeah. You have gone through more in the past year than in one year time than probably any human I ever met. <laughs> and this would be the icing on the cake.
3: That's why I think I would probably just laugh and be like, take it all.
2: <laughs> have you already deposited the check?
3: No, thank goodness. But no. how does
2: someone write a check and they have access to your account? Like, that I don't understand. I don't well, know. Is not like it a this... Trojan horse where there's little men hiding in there and they come out once they're in your account. <laughs> I
3: don't know. She said it was a scammer check. Does it have like a little chip in it That's and what once I'm saying. it goes they like automatically oh, it's uploaded brood. into their info
2: yeah is there a brood, brood, brood?
0: <laughs> yeah that I don't yeah I don't I'm not quite sure how but the same supposedly company that sent her the the check after she said all this stuff accessed her account Yeah, I believe, because oh. there was other transactions and um, had got more money so now <clears> she has to not only had to make a police report but had to get a lawyer involved and all that stuff so <sighs> Um before yeah, warning you. Take the, you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Can you take the check this weekend and get it verified?
3: <laughs> yes. I get well, I guess now I'm gonna have to. Thank goodness I haven't had time to deposit it yet. Yeah. So
2: don't, don't go. You don't have to go today. You don't have to go tomorrow. But if you can go this weekend sometime and come back Monday and let us know. Okay. Like I, that's a tease I'll hang out for. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't even text her and, and find out what's going on. I just like I need to know what happened here. Uh, thank you for the call, though, Wesley. We appreciate that.
3: Thank you. Have a great day, studio.
2: Yeah, you have a great day, too.
3: Yeah, thank you. Well, I hate to start
2: on such a downer. I know. Mm. Although, that's not a downer. It didn't happen to you.
3: Well, no, and yeah, I do feel bad for her aunt, but it's also a good, you know, warning and PSA. So, I don't know. You just got to drive somewhere in person and verify everything.
2: There is no PSA
4: here. No. Mm. Maybe. She did give us a good heads up, but mm. yeah. yeah. what do you do? What do you do, right? The
3: more you know, maybe we learn there is such thing as a scammer check.
2: Ah, that's a little fishy, too. (laughs) All right, it is time to open up that mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's
3: Mailbag, yeah.
2: Hello, Bobby Bones. A couple months ago, I started dating a guy. He has a 15-year-old son. It's been going great. I was wondering, is it expected or just weird to get him a Father's Day gift? I've never dated... Anyone with a kid and gift giving, like you, Bobby, is my love of language. And he gave me the perfect balance of gifts for my recent birthday. This makes me want to get him something, but is it weird? If it's not weird, do you have any advice on what to get him? Thank you, signed loyal podcast listener. Okay, so dating a guy a couple months. Okay, let's just say three months. Although a couple's two months. Two months, he's got a 15-year-old son. Can you get him something for Father's Day? My my just my instinct is yes, you can always get somebody something. I don't think it's weird. I don't think you have to get him, you know, a collage of you, him, and his son
3: all together. Yeah, that that <laughs> That'd might be a lot. scare him away.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it has to be something extremely personal about him being a dad and how that's affected you. But I do think you can get him a nice little gift if you like him or if you love him. I don't think there's ever something wrong with that. What kind of gift is, this, is the issue? Because, again, you don't want to, you know, have a an artist come out and paint you three together because you ain't the mom. And I think that's probably kind of that slippery line that you want to avoid is being like, I got you a Father's Day gift because I know you're a great dad and I'm here to be his stepmom. That's the weird thing. So I would go, yes, you can get him a gift as long as it's something that's very specific about him and not about him being a dad. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to be thoughtful and want to recognize that. Yeah, he he's probably a proud dad, and you want to acknowledge that part of his life. So that's okay. But yeah, make it very like don't. I mean, you're saying because he went all out for your birthday or gave you cool things, but that's your birthday. Mm -hmm. This is not his birthday. It's Father's Day, and you're the new girlfriend, not not the mom, or not even maybe the soon-to-be mom. So yeah, just tread lightly with what you get him.
2: If he likes golf, get him some golf balls. Yeah. If he likes Mm -hmm. football. You know, you can find something he likes and get him something in that lane. It doesn't have to be the dad lane. I would avoid the dad lane, but I would get him a gift if you want to get him a gift. Mm-hmm. Eddie, you're a dad of 19?
4: Of <laughs> four, yeah. Hey, he's a dad. Father's Day is the day to celebrate dads. Whether you're a mom or whatever, it doesn't matter. Celebrate dads. When I get a gift from father, anyone from Father's Day, I'm like, that's pretty legit. I'm a proud dad, and thank you.
2: So you would say they're together a couple months. Can she get him a gift? Do it. Yeah. Well, we all agree on that. Universally, yeah. we agree. Get him a gift. Just don't make it weird and too sentimental about how him being a good father affects you. (laughs) Right, (laughs) yes. Just get him a gift. All right, thank you for that email. We appreciate that.
0: Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah.
2: If you want to hit us up, Morgan, what's that address?
1: Mailbag at bobbybones.com.
0: There you go.
2: (laughs) About to be joined by Bubba Wallace, NASCAR driver, cool guy from all indications. Watching him on TV, I don't know. From what we've heard. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never met him. But they were like, I talked to Bubba Wallace. I was like, heck yeah, I want to talk to Bubba Wallace. So he's coming up in a second, which, by the way, there's a big race here in Nashville where we live. Our buddy Chris Jansen's playing it. Um, it's sold out on the Sunday. But if you're trying to get down here, there are some Saturday, some Friday spots between the races there. NashvilleSuperspeedway.com for more details. And uh, here he is. Is he on right, right now? Yep. All right, let's go over and talk to Bubba Wallace. Hey, Bubba, you here? Hello, hey, Bubba. Yeah, what's up? You got a beanbag back there or what? What's that?
5: These just kind of sit up here. My dog here will kind of run up here and jump on them, So those are kind of his his play areas now. Uh, Amanda will come up here, and, and I'm at my gaming desk right now. I'm in my gaming chair here. Um, but she'll actually come up here and either annoy me or come up here and read or, or whatnot too.
2: You mentioned your gaming chair. I have one as well, and I, I got harassed by the show here pretty hard because I'm an adult man with a gaming chair because I play – you know i play nba 2k i play yep. pga golf what are you playing in the chair and, and does amanda harass you at all about it
5: oh for sure um she thinks it's ridiculous that i get so mad and so frustrated over a video game but she just she just can't relate you know you know <laughs> i actually watched a video yesterday where my man got his uh, 2k player deleted as a prank from his girlfriend and it was like it was pretty pretty big deal uh and i could relate it was funny but I could relate, you know, I, I've, I've had those moments, uh, but I'm playing Warzone. Uh, I'm a, I'm a PC guy. I don't know if you're a console guy or a PC guy, but I'm, I'm PC. I'm playing a little war zone.
2: That's how you know your next level, because for, I have a PS five and I play on the console yeah. and, it, but yeah. if you're PC, that means you are spending time strategically finding, you know, small ways to get better. And is that you're yeah. that into it?
5: Yes, I'm that into it. I've been gaming for, for a while. I got, I actually got two custom-built PCs with a third on the way. So it's – uh yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely part of my life.
2: Do you ever play racing games and go, this is not accurate?
5: Yes. All the NASCAR Heat games in the last five, six years that have come out are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> all like, right. Uh, yeah, EA was doing them like years ago. I think the last racing game, NASCAR game that I played, uh, was like 2012. That was it.
2: Bubba Wallace is on with us. We are talking about real stuff here. Uh, Tickets are available for the Tennessee Lottery 250 NASCAR Xfinity Series race on Saturday, June 19th, and the Rackley Roofing 200 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series on Friday, June 18th. But what is sold out is the Alley 400, the NASCAR Cup Series race on Sunday, where uh, Bubba, you're going to be here. Our friend Chris Jansen is performing. You guys, if you want to get tickets, go to NashvilleSuperSpeedway.com for more details. The questions that I have are more life questions meaning you know we read these road rage stories when you're out driving a real car or truck are you someone who is prone to road rage quicker or or less quick because of your profession?
5: Uh quicker. Yeah, I get annoyed.
2: Uh, road rage,
5: I mean, I've had I've had some moments like, you know, the biggest thing for me is is when you pull out trying to be quick and and you know, obviously beat the line. But if you do, if you pull out in front of me and then don't go the speed limit immediately and take your time getting up to speed, oh that that pisses me off. And so like I'll I'll tailgate you. <laughs> and I often wish at times like it was okay to just use the bumper and just hey let's go and shove you down the road because I definitely.
2: <laughs> so you wish you could rub on the road is what you're saying, just a little bit like <laughs>
5: hey let's go like give you a little just a little bump just not like a pit maneuver. You know, uh, but just like a, hey, you awake, get on the gas.
2: Do you feel like if someone recognizes you out driving, they want to race you on the street? Does that ever happen?
5: No, I got my windows tinted, so we're good.
2: <laughs> you never have them down, I don't know, listening to like some Chumbawamba or like Bega. <laughs> you know, like you do. What the hell is that? Yeah.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about, you know, video games and how they don't accurately portray what what actually driving a car is even for a video game do you ever see that in movies too where you're like that is just not what happens
5: yeah all the fast and the furious movies
2: yeah i guess that's, I mean, that's see, true i've seen that there's
5: nine now that's like crazy but when they go to the when they go to the the mid racing shift scene or they shift to like eleven thousandth gear that's not real
2: so how many get? I had to learn how to drive an eighteen wheeler for my TV show, and I'd never driven a big rig before, so I had, oh, CD- nice. I had to go get a CDL. I had to learn how to shift yeah. all the way through, flip, and then shift all those gears once I flipped a switch. Yeah. Where gears yeah. again? Is that is that yeah. what it's like in a car too?
5: We don't. All we have is four gears. We don't do any flip switching, none of that. Uh, that's impressive though. I, I can't drive an eighteen wheeler. I've, I've always rode with my dad, who has his CDL and's been driving for years, um, and I was always like. Now, when do you flip a switch? When do you not flip the switch? It's just a lot to take in. So, kudos to you on that. But, uh, but no, four gears—you're done in a matter of of ten seconds, if that—and that's it. Not two minutes into a racing scene.
2: Do you feel like you could pass a normal driver's test right now if you took it?
5: Uh, the driving part or the written?
2: Well, all of it. Like if they're like you have to go not and take the
5: it. written. Yeah. So I failed I failed my – what did I fail? I think I failed the computer. I did. I failed the computer. I passed my written, failed the computer test um, because of the damn signs that you never see. They're just in some (laughs) damn rural podunk town. And it's like I've never seen that before. Um, So I failed because of that, and I waited like six months. I was in no hurry to get my driver's license. The first time I actually drove a car on the road – I uh, ran off the road twice when traffic came at me because I had never experienced that before.
2: You, because you, start, you started driving as a young kid, but all the traffic's going the same direction. I'm You're going,
5: we're going with traffic. So yeah. when somebody's coming at you this close away, it's like, uh, I don't like that.
2: Let me ask you some questions about race day. What do you eat before a race? Because I wonder is your body just going through such trauma as you are racing that it matters what you put in your body before?
5: See, if my uh, nutritionist was listening right now and my strength coach, you know, they would be like, oh, God, what's he going to say? You know, for me, I, I try to, you know, hydrate more than I have been. You know, this year has definitely been uh, a, a tick up in, in making sure I'm fully prepared mentally, physically. Um, but usually we would go with some grilled chicken, uh, some broccoli, asparagus, zucchini, onions, whatever, uh, mashed potatoes. And, um, uh, if you've seen any conversations, uh, with, with Ocho Cinco where he's eating, uh, you know, McDonald's, which, Hey, McDonald's is good with me before, uh, before a game, before a race, I've done that. And I've, I've, I've,
2: I've felt good. So I'm okay with eating, uh, eating like that. Do you have to, or would you wear a diaper? This is a real question. Cause I, I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. Do you wear a diaper? Is there nope. in your suit? If you do have to pee, do you just let it rip? Uh, people
5: have, yeah, people have. Um, I was always told that, um, that if I ever went, you know, to use the bathroom, whatever it was, um, that I had to be there to clean it out the next day. And I don't want to clean that up.
2: If you did, would you ever in any circumstance get out of the car and go, okay, guys, I got to, I'm going to pull over real quick as you get, and no. then run to the bathroom and then run back in the car. Has that ever <laughs> only happened? If in your like a,
5: only if there's like a serious red flag yeah. and that like it's going to be a, a lengthy red flag, then yeah, you can.
2: All right, I have one final question. Bubba Wallace is on with us as we are promoting uh, the big race. And you guys can get tickets at nashvillesuperspeedway.com. The question that I have, if I ever jump on a trampoline and I'm jumping on the trampoline or, or and, and, and I get off the trampoline and I walk, I still feel like I'm jumping on the trampoline. Because of that same feeling, if you're driving around uh, at, at crazy amounts of speed for so long, do you drive yourself home after the race or do you need someone to do that so you're still not experiencing that?
5: Uh, I'll drive myself. Like... I get annoyed if you know, I'm I'm a terrible backseat driver. I feel like I'm always say hey, getting this thing, getting that lane, go faster, go slower, go do this. So I drive myself.
2: And you don't feel like, do you still feel like you need to race on your, like, are you cutting in and out of stuff and moving faster after a race than you would on like a, a Tuesday at noon?
5: Well, if you ever seen, if you ever experienced one of those, you see a lot of people that are, are ready to get home after a race. Like this past one from Texas, we all got home at 2 AM, landed at 2 AM. And, uh, and So we're just ready to get back, and so you
2: kind of push the, the speed limits a little bit. All right, there he is, Bubba Wallace driving the number twenty-three Toyota Camry, and he, he's out. He'll be out this weekend. You guys go check him out. Um, it's everybody's back in the stands. We're we're full right. up, and I appreciate you. Right. Thank you for talking with us. We're rooting for you, man. All right, thank you, brother. Appreciate right, it. See you.
0: Bones, the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number 2 30 Second skinny.
1: The lineup for the iHeartRadio Music Festival was announced. Country artists that are performing, Sam Hunt, Florida Georgia Line, Gabby Barrett, and Russell Dickerson. The show happens in Las Vegas on September 17th and 18th. Tickets go on sale June 25th. Ahead of Father's Day this weekend, Thomas Rhett and his dad Rhett Aikens released the song, Things Dads Do. Things Dads Do Your This is all about soaking up the sun this summer. I'm definitely excited to go and sit on
3: a nice patio, have a drink, um, maybe watch some fireworks for 4th of July this year. Uh, Yeah, all of the things. I feel like I'm just going to spend as much time as I can outdoors um, because, yeah, I need some vitamin
1: D. I'm Morgan number two. That's your Skinny.
5: It's time for the good news.
1: With Lunchbox.
3: Tell me something good.
7: Reese Faze is a really good cross-country athlete, and she won the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Rhode Island, and she got $1,000 for that award. She's like, man, with that $1,000, I could spend it, go buy a new dress. But no, she went ahead and donated it to the local
2: YMCA. Oh, wow. Man, how good do you have to be to win Gatorade Player of the Year for a sport? I mean, I know the football players are awesome who win it. I imagine, Lunchbox, you ran cross-country, right? Yeah. Do you ever get... In the competition for Gatorade runner of the year?
7: No, I never got Gatorade Athlete of the Year because I'll be honest with you, the top two runners in the whole state were in my region. They went they went win first and second in state and it was just like, okay, well, don't even worry about me over here.
2: Is it easier to get a like a running scholarship than a football or baseball scholarship?
7: Probably. Absolutely. I mean, there's more people playing football than there are running cross country. Let's be real. Did you ever think about trying to run in college? I did think about running in college, and this guy that would volunteer was, like, I guess, an assistant coach at our school. He told me, listen, you need to sit out college year, and then we'll get you a scholarship. We'll just run for an entire year, and you'll get on scholarship. And I was like, man, I don't know. I think I kind of want to party a little bit, too, so I think I'm going to go to college. You party without college.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You did that for a lot of years out of college. It's
7: true. <sighs> yeah, and I was just a bad student, so I figured that <laughs> I want to concentrate on my studies.
2: Uh, hey, anyway, what's her name? I got to give her a shout Our out. Her name
7: again. is Reese. I'm going to say FaZe. I don't know how to say her last name, but that's, we'll just all go right, with FaZe.
2: Well, Reese FaZe, you're great. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's Eddie, the oldest on our show, age... 42. Versus Morgan, number two, the youngest on our show, age...
1: 27.
2: Answering trivia questions about each other's generation. They get three questions each. Let's meet our competitors. Up first, he's the dad of four. The Hispanic who don't panic. Yeah. He wears a smile for all to see. Ooh. In three days, he's walking from West Virginia down to Tennessee. <laughs> it's right. producer Eddie, yeah. everybody. Yeah. His opponent, she runs our Digital. Some say she resembles a young Dolly Parton. And when Eddie was in college, she was in kindergarten. Oh, it's man. Morgan number two. Wow, wow. wow.
3: funny. <laughs> Perspective right there.
2: Dang. All right, the score is Morgan two, Eddie one. Here we go. Eddie, here are your three questions that Morgan probably knows the answer to. Okay? Come on. Question number one. What actress... Played Mia, the main character in The Princess Diaries. Uh, That would be Anne Hathaway. That would be correct.
4: Wow, that just came to me, man.
3: That was crazy. She is kind of the go to princess girl. Is she? Oh, yeah.
2: The line, Is butter a carb? is a quote from what movie? Here's a clip of the movie.
1: Is butter a carb?
4: Whoa. That's not what I had in my mind. Can we play that one more time?
1: Sure. Is butter a carb?
4: Butter a carb? Man, at first I was thinking Legally Blonde. Is Butter a carb? I'm going to stick with Legally Blonde. I don't think that's Reese Witherspoon, though.
2: Legally Blonde is incorrect. Morgan, you can steal. What movie had is Butter a carb?
1: None other. Mean Girls. Oh, okay. that's true. Yeah. Oh. I thought she was. She paused. I thought she
3: didn't have it, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> was
2: that dramatic flair? Yeah,
3: okay. a- adding the drama to okay. this. Okay, good job,
2: Eddie. Come on. The song "Leave Get Out" was a number one pop song in two thousand four. What artist sang this song?
4: I have no clue. Yeah, no, I've never heard that song in my life. You haven't? No. Oh, wow. Leave,
2: get out, right, right, right now. now.
4: I mean, it's a group.
3: It's too late.
4: And so I'm thinking like TLC or something, but TLC's way older. So I got to think like,
2: oh, okay, okay. It just came to me. Pussycat Dolls. Oh, <laughs> nice. Come on. Incorrect. Oh. Morgan, <laughs> who sang Leave, Get Out in 2004? JoJo. JoJo is correct. Who? Eddie, you know, just because there are multiple voices, that doesn't mean it's a group. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They can put her voice into. De- it's, it's crazy what technology allows you to do, buddy. The recording studios Eddie and Eddie thinks stuff. it's the 60s when the Eagles were cutting records. He's like, well.
4: They did it live. There are
2: multiple voices. Okay. Uh, the score is, after that, Morgan with two steals. She's up two to one. All right, Morgan, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Pac-Man, the arcade game, released a second female version of the game. What was that called?
1: Well, it's not pack woman, and it's not pack female. <laughs> <laughs> it pack girl? That doesn't sound right. Pack lady? Pack girl? Pack me? Mm. Pack man? Pack woman? Mm. Girl pack? Pack.
2: Mm. Your answer. Cat girl. Cat girl, incorrect. <laughs> Eddie, she's
4: gonna kick herself when she, 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 she hears this. She, you're,
2: you're chasing the right trail. Oh.
4: It's Mrs. Pac-Man.
0: Oh. Tra- <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> which, yeah. which by the way, until we talked about it, Mrs. Man never hit me wrong. That's weird because <laughs> yeah. it's Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Pac-Man. But yeah, that's right, Eddie. Nice job. Thank you. Hey, Morgan. What was the most popular television series of the 1980s that featured the characters Norm? Sam and Diane the most popular television series of the 1980s featured Norm Sam and Diane
1: ooh Three's Company that's Three's Company that's three people it's a popular name and I think it was a, a woman and two or two guys and a woman Three's Company
2: Three's Company was from the 1970s for oh! the most part Eddie can you steal
4: yes I can that would be cheers that's but. right
1: miss
2: cheers taking way in the world today it takes everything you got something else I don't know <laughs> the words show something you
3: got what in the I are gonna start with uh, sometimes I want to go where everybody knows you your name bum, 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 bum. And,
1: and they're always you glad you came Morgan? I know that that okay. little okay. chorus line you, you know wanna be baby, who you be can be.
7: sometimes you wanna go wherever <laughs>
2: <Skibbidi-boo-ba-boo. laughs> Alright, last one We're tied uh, Eddie, three now Morgan, Woo! two Yeah, I have to get this Morgan In the film Big Tom Hanks danced on what With his boss at work?
1: Is it a pian- It's a giant piano Right? Am I making that up in another movie? A, a piano Like keyboards uh, uh, Keys on the floor I don't know how, like the exact terminology, but like keys on the floor, a keyboard. Is that your answer? Yeah. I'll give it to you. Correct.
2: Okay. Uh, three questions. Rapid fire. Eddie, oh, back man. in Morgan's category. You're tied three to three. Here we go. Here we go. What's oh. the name of the fox in Dora the Explorer? Oh,
4: oh uh, Julio.
2: Incorrect. It's Swiper. <laughs> the Clovers and the Toros were names of what two cheerleading teams in what movie? Uh, that would
4: be... Uh, uh, Oh, the Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst the movie. The Clovers
2: and the Toros. I read it wrong, so let me just give you a second. Okay. The Clovers and the Toros are the names of the two cheerleading teams in what movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, back me up or hoop me up. Uh, but uh, Bring it on. Correct. Yeah! Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, that just came to me, Bones. And finally, what kind of food gave Will Smith's character a crazy allergic reaction in Hitch? Peanuts. Incorrect. It was shellfish. <clears throat> you got one point. Morgan, in what city did Ferris Bueller's Day Off take place?
1: New York City? Incorrect.
2: The answer was Chicago. Roadhouse, Ghost, and Dirty Dancing were all movies starring what actor? Patrick Swayze! Correct. For the win, on what sitcom did Kurt Cameron play Mike Seaver? Cheers, we already Incorrect. Did that. Wow, wow, what do we, we do? We have a tie. So... There's a tie. One question, sudden death! Yeah!
1: Okay, wait, so buzz in? Buzz in, our names?
2: Uh, yeah, each category. Okay. Here we go, Morgan's category. Phil of the Future was a TV show on what network? Morgan. Morgan. Disney. Correct. Oh, Eddie. Boy. You have to get this one or Come you on. lose. Come on. What was the name of Uncle Jesse and Joey's radio Morgan!
1: Morgan. Uh uh. Ah, dang what? it! It was there! Time. Don't even know
2: what you're talking about. What was the name about. of Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey's radio show on Full House?
4: Uh Good Morning San Francisco.
2: Incorrect, that's Danny Tanner's TV show. It was the Rush Hour Renegades. Morgan is the winner! Player song! Wow! wow. wow. It took us two hours to get there, but dang it, we got there. A bride's wedding registry is going viral because it demands that guests spend at least 400 bucks. Mm. Crazy. Quote, no exceptions. And she's asking for things like, and specifically, floor tiles for the whole house, Gucci purses, a new car.
3: This is a person's... A new car? Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
3: Can you contribute to her car payment or Well,
2: here you go. A woman posted this gift list on Facebook and it had all the luxury items. Uh, she also wants high-class paintings and decorations, or minimally 400 bucks in cash. Yeah. Like, she'll even take cash. She lists the stores she wants. Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, Calvin Klein, Gucci, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and she says maybe even JCPenney. <laughs> maybe. a little low. 7news.com screenshot of the post. Since it's become news, she's taken it down. They hid her name oh. on the post because they don't want people attacking her, so they have the screenshot, but... She's either extremely rich or extremely out of touch or being really funny and she really wasn't asking for this. Or right.
4: what if she's extremely just going out on a limb and seeing if
2: people will buy stuff. I get that too.
4: Like That why would not? part
3: of be like the funny That's part. That's the funny part yeah. of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's see what we can get away with here. Uh,
2: I would think that she is being... I, I would think that she's pretty rich if I were assigning one of these to someone.
3: <laughs> or she may not be rich, but she wants all this stuff, so she champagne taste. you don't have taste.
2: friends, yeah, though. Yeah, if you yeah, don't exactly. have friends that can afford your champagne taste, you don't ask your friends to buy you champagne. Yeah, true. But I thought that was pretty funny. If it's a joke, she's laughing right now hysterically that it's got it's gone viral. But yeah. if it was
4: a joke, she wouldn't have pulled it down. Yeah, I maybe. Mean, That's you're
2: what's right. making me feel like it's not a joke. You're right. Who would put it they want a Gucci purse on there? <laughs> like, I felt bad for putting a, a juicer up there. Right. And Eddie bought that for yeah, us. I got you, Didn't bud. you
3: jokingly scan a couch, though, just to see you what did. would
2: happen? Yeah, and you could contribute to it. Uh, ain't nobody buying that couch. <laughs> Here's the joke. Nobody took part in that joke. Speaking of weddings, we have Elena in Pennsylvania on the phone.
0: So, I need some world-class advice. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver! So I know that you and Caitlin are planning a wedding. I'm doing the same. We are actually in the same stage right now doing the RSVP collecting those. Um, So I have two aunts who are invited to the wedding. One can't come. So the one that can come texted us and asked us if she can bring a friend to the wedding. Not even a date, but a friend.
2: Is it because she doesn't know anybody else at the wedding?
0: I think so.
2: Yeah. Well, here's how I I would justify making this decision. My initial instinct is... No, people can't just bring their buddy. However, if another aunt backed out and you had planned to spend that money, I think if it helps make this other aunt comfortable, you let her bring someone so she's not sitting there uncomfortable going, I don't know anybody the whole time.
0: That's what we thought, too. That's what we thought, too. We were going back and forth, and we had already planned for one more person. So if it was extra money, we didn't want to do it. But we just needed some world-class advice since you're in the same boat we are.
2: Yeah, again, I would say, yep. If she's your aunt, you want to make sure that she's taken care of, especially if, if she knew a hundred people there, it would be different. It'd be like, Aunt Rose, why are you trying to bring your cousin? Well, I guess that would be maybe your another relative, Another family. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get the point here. Uh, I think you're doing the right thing. I think you let her bring a plus one, especially if another aunt's not able to come. All right. Well, thank you very awesome. much. Appreciate the call.
0: Big fans, guys. Seriously. Congratulations to you and Caitlin. Super big fan of the show.
2: Thank you. Congratulations to you as well. It's, it's, it's an exciting time for all of us. Congratulations to Mike. Congratulations to Ray. Let's not forget Ray. That was seven months ago. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Congratulations to Morgan. She's got a boyfriend she's not telling us about. It's a whole thing. <laughs> Big news everywhere. <laughs> Here's a voicemail we got late last night.
0: Morning, studio. I have an idea. Since Eddie is carrying his love from West Virginia to Tennessee, in honor of Amy, Eddie should carry bird seed with him and feed the birds along the way. Okay. Good luck, Eddie. Okay.
2: I think there's something too you having to carry something from all of us that yeah. we Wait, love. Whoa, 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 guys, yeah. guys, 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 oh. guys, guys. Like one day you carry bird seed for Amy because she is passionate oh, about birds.
3: Yeah. yeah, and they'll probably come visit you and that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, I, I'm trying to walk, guys. I don't want birds all over me getting in my way. We you don't, don't have to like tape it to your skin. Okay. But I think every day, like I have something, Amy mm-hmm. has something, Lunchbox has something, and Ray has something of the four day journey.
4: And it's got to weigh less than a pound if I'm going to do this. Well,
2: like... And every day you have to do something with that. What we give you, the show's love, like like what? Like I don't I, know.
4: We just came up with a bit right now. Like so, I'm literally trying to beat time here and get. To Eddie, you're my gonna go- be walking 100 miles. It's like you're
3: walking and you throw seed, like it's. No. I get it,
4: but if you're asking me to stop and feed birds and no. play with them for a little bit, guys, this is distracting on my goal. Let
3: me get, have a little meeting after the show today. <laughs> and
4: we'll figure
2: this out. I like that. Eddie starts oh, walking. When you listen to the show Monday next week, Eddie will be on the road walking from West Virginia to Tennessee. He's gonna be crazy. Days and days, walking through the mountains, sometimes alone, sometimes alone, sometimes at night. Sometimes yes. when it's bear, bear bear, 30. I was
4: talking to Scuba. I think the first night we're going to have to just go through the night. Like, we maybe not all night, but we're going to have to go through darkness. So I'm a little scared. Next week on the show, that's happening. Man, I would be
3: scared. Really scared. I'd be
2: really scared. Don't worry. Me. I'm going to be packing. You know what I'm saying? Packing I what? I want to have you carry sausages in both your pockets. To, what is that? For <laughs> the bears? Yeah. <laughs> and your backpack. Hey, Maybe a not. T-bone steak.
4: <laughs> that's, your, that's your thing that I have to carry? Yeah. No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Eddie got killed by a bear.
3: Woo! The Bobbo Show.
2: Sammy's pile of
4: stories.
3: Okay, so what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie?
2: Well, Thin Mint, for sure. And then I like them to be frozen or cold. I don't need to be frozen frozen, but I like them to be cold.
3: I'm the same with you on that. And apparently there's a lot of boxes available for us to buy because Girl Scouts were totally affected by the pandemic. And they have 15 million boxes of unsold cookies. You know, they weren't able to all set up their traditional cookie booths and interact with a bunch of people. So a lot of boxes didn't get sold.
2: I didn't even know they were for sale. Usually, you know, they're for sale because you see a couple people out and they're like, oh, and it kind of, you know, reinstates the fact that it's Girl Scout time.
3: Yeah, well, officials are now asking people to buy boxes online through its Hometown Heroes program, which will distribute cookies to healthcare workers and first responders. So you can go to girlscoutcookies.org and buy cookies and then they'll distribute them to other people.
2: You know what will be fun? Maybe next year, not this year. It's figure out what the record is for most Girl Scout cookies sold by a single Girl Scout and then make them we're the ambassador, and then we just set a new record with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And go, okay, we know the record. We pick a Girl Scout. Yeah. <laughs> she just, and then just <laughs> dominates. We just dominate. Scuba, can you figure out what that record is? Yeah,
8: uh, we talked to that girl, Lily Bumpus. I think it's like 32,000 boxes or we something. We did talk to Lily yes. Bumpus. Oh, I forgot yeah, yeah. About that.
2: I'd hate to take her
3: record away from her. <laughs> you yeah,
8: can't do that, guys. Come but on. It'd still be fun. That would be hilarious to set the record, right?
3: Uh, does that mean cookies will be a nickel? If there are so many? No, I think they're the same price. I wish cookies
2: were a nickel. I know. know. All right, what else?
3: Okay, so Chase Rice, (laughs) you know, he's wrote Cruise, and he really wanted the song to go to Luke Bryan instead of Florida Georgia Line. Now, he co-wrote it with Tyler Hubbard and Brian Kelly, but still, they were like, you know, Luke Bryan should maybe do this, but Florida Georgia Line ended up taking
2: it. I think there were like six writers on that song. Oh, there's,
3: yeah. At
2: one time, there was some controversy between those guys, and they were not getting along at all. Because I was playing a charity softball game, and I was on Chase Rice's team for some reason, and he was talking about, I'm going to fight those guys. I just remember (gasps) that in my head. They're good now. That was years ago. That was early. That was eight years ago. So it was after they wrote
3: Cruise? Yeah,
2: because I don't know why, but he was like, if I see those guys.
3: Maybe because they ended up cutting it, and he wanted it to go to Luke Bryan. (laughs) No, it was already a massive hit
2: by then. (laughs) But I don't know. But they're obviously good now. But I just remember him. Maybe he was kidding, but I don't think so. Because they were playing on the other team. At least one of them was. It's funny, though. I was like, I like this. This is drama. (laughs) I just moved to town. I was like, this is what happens? Artists fight each other? This is cool. All right, what else?
3: Okay, I got a list of things that do not belong in your grown-up bathroom. So if you're an adult, you need to not have these things going on. If they say bath bombs,
2: I'm leaving. I'm walking out of the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead.
3: Old worn-out towels. Like Um, frayed edges, bleach spots. We keep
2: yeah okay that's uh, we have i have some of those in like my little cabinet do you have
3: matching towels
2: we have all white okay and so the only rule about our all white towels is you can't clean up dog pee with all white towels because they stain and oh, we have yeah. dog pee we live in dog pee
3: well and i don't want dog pee on my body towel
2: yeah but they wash like i don't care about that That oh, much. i do okay go okay
3: ahead. uh a trash can with no lid
2: we have Ooh, one of those right in the bathroom yeah okay. uh,
3: well, if you're an adult you're supposed to have a lid <laughs> apparently uh loofas. We ha- we're not supposed to have those? Well, yeah, because they contain so much bacteria. And like as adults, you should know that. Caitlin has a
2: scrubbing glove. Does mm-hmm. that count?
3: Um, I don't, I, I don't, I have no idea. It says lufus here, but I would say it's probably in the same category. But you use that, don't you? You well, use her glove, which I is did,
2: disgusting. I did, and I thought it was hilarious. But now I have, because she didn't like that. It's a thing. So if you imagine like a handheld accordion.
3: Here, oh right? yeah
2: it's it's basically a scrubbing thing and it's in the shape of a handheld accordion and you can like go around your back <gasps> with it and scrub your back that's bag.
3: cool and it's hers no it's mine oh, okay she
2: bought that so I stopped <laughs> using her glove
3: oh okay yeah. I don't yeah I can't believe you rub scrub your body with something that another person it gets does.
2: cleaned off in the shower mm-mm
3: I don't like it. You use the same soap bar, don't you? Yeah.
2: Okay. What's the difference? Uh, oh, got you with that one. Go to your next one.
3: <laughs> okay. So last few things. Moldy shower curtains. So oh. check those. And then disposable one time use items. So they just say that you need to be more eco friendly.
2: Well, we do have toilet paper. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. One-time use. One-time use. (laughs) use. I guess
3: besides that. All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was
5: Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With
3: Amy. Tell me something good. So these five teenagers were out on the beach, and they were taking a walk, and they saw this house had smoke coming from it. And there was alarm going off, and they're like, "Wait, but why are, why are, make let's make sure everybody's okay." So they go and they knock on the door. Nobody's there. Well, they go inside the home, and there's a ninety seven year old woman that had no idea that her house was on fire because she couldn't hear the alarm, and she was just a different part of the house, so she didn't know there was smoke. Evidently, something with her microwave caught fire, and shout out to one of the teens for knowing. That if there's an electrical fire, you're not supposed to just throw a bunch of water on it.
2: I don't think I would know that. Me neither. I think fire's a fire.
3: Yeah. So luckily he knew if it was coming from the microwave, he unplugged the microwave to make sure that it wasn't connected to an electrical outlet. And I mean, then he I'd put water pushed it on it. i it in the it.
2: sink and turned the <laughs> sink. Oh, well, that would have been
4: worse. So
3: the elderly woman was taken to the hospital and treated for smoke inhalation, but she's returned home, no injuries. So shout out to teenagers, like really... Paying attention and actually doing something. I probably learned that on TikTok. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is time for the investigative morning corny where we see if we can figure it out. It's three knuckleheads in the room, Eddie, (laughs) myself, and Lunchbox trying to figure out the corny. Let's go with the investigative morning corny. Here we go.
3: The morning corny. What happens when you touch Dwayne Johnson's butt?
2: It's, gonna be to rocks, right? it's gotta hard, be hard. What happens when you touch Dwayne Johnson's butt? It you rocks. rock. It rocks and buttocks. Buttocks rocks. Hmm. Do you smell what the rock is Putin? It's only when you. <laughs> 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 That's funny. <laughs>
4: it's only when you touch it. Is that what you said? Touch What's, it.
2: What
3: is it? Uh, what happens when you touch Dwayne Johnson's butt?
2: What happens when you touch a rock? It Come? rolls. Ooh, rock rolls and hoochie You
3: touch <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's butt.
2: <laughs> you touch.
3: What um, happens? Touch the butt.
2: Touch. Oh, do, you. Touch Dwayne Johnson's butt. It rocks, But Butt rock. Rock, rock butt. Rock top. Rock talk. Rock talk. Rock, rock, rock top. Rock bottom. What if it's rock just, bottom? You hit
4: rock. You hit rock bottom.
2: That's it. You hit rock, rock bottom. Wait, is it you hit rocks bottom. It's got to be rock bottom. It gotta be. You hit rock bottom Yes Because he's the rock And his butt is the bottom You get it? I do (laughs) I was just saying stuff Honestly (laughs) You hit rock bottom Is that what we're going with? You hit rock bottom? Lunchbox? That's the only answer it can be Okay Uh, We have 20 seconds Hey don't forget to Wait this is our free promotional time (laughs) Don't forget to watch Breaking Bobby Bones Because on Sunday night this week I'm driving the big rig In the second episode (laughs) I haven't seen it yet It's the 18 wheeler And I was in Chattanooga I was driving on the highway With people (laughs) I got my CDL it was, t- it was the most, uh, second most terrifying one for me. First would be Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Yeah. I could have hurt somebody driving. That. I was t- scared for everybody else. <laughs> uh, Nat Geo at uh, 10, 9 Central. All right, there you go. Let's go. Let's see what the deal is here. The morning corny.
3: What happens when you touch Dwayne Johnson's butt?
2: You hit rock bottom, right? Yeah, that's it. What happens when you touch Dwayne Johnson's butt?
3: You hit rock bottom.
2: <laughs> wow. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're good at this. I don't yeah. think that was good. I think I just said words, honestly. What? But we got it. Yeah, we'll take we it out. It's better get yeah. lucky than good sometimes. Let's
4: go. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose.
3: Good job,
4: guys.
2: Thank we're you very funny. much. Yeah. What? We're funny. Oh. Well, we didn't write the joke. But, I mean, we can get jokes. Like, yeah. that's pretty good. We got this voicemail last night from flow.
0: I just wanted to say that I didn't think it was cool what you guys did to Eddie, making him apologize for a show. You guys were being such caring about such a stupid little thing. I mean, seriously. It's a show.
2: Seriously. So Eddie kind of ruined the end of a series we're all watching. And you should never allude to, oh, there's a big twist. Oh, you're never gonna guess. Because what Eddie said was, you can watch all you want, you're never gonna guess. So that means everybody I'm guessing while watching I know is not the person. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's which is, and so it's okay. What's the
4: point of a good mystery? No, like, but, a mystery is like, ooh, you think it's that person. You but think if that you would have
2: done this on the undoing and been like, well, it's somebody right in front of your eyes.
4: I've uh, never seen the undoing.
2: Or if it's somebody you'll never guess. Or if mm-hmm. it's somebody that is not even in the picture, we'd have been like, huh?
4: Look, I thought about this yesterday and I've learned my lesson, okay? I'm sorry. I will not spoil movies ever again.
2: And also, just as a PSA, you never tell anyone, oh, the twist there's a t- crazy twist coming. Okay, there.
4: so no twist and then definitely don't talk about the ending at mm-hmm.
2: all. Yes. Like, just say if oh, you liked it or not. It's a
4: great ending, no? Mm-mm. Okay.
2: It's just so good. Love you, the show. You, you say how good or bad it was. So just
4: say, it was so good, you guys need to watch this.
2: And the spoiler rule is what, 10 years? Yeah. That's what we
4: years. say?
3: Yeah.
2: You can't really just hop into it till the end of something unless it's over 10 years old.
4: That's why we came on and talked talk about Old Yeller being terrible. Yeah,
3: because that's nineteen fifty. Terrible
4: <laughs> ending. If we got any complaints about
2: that, <laughs> it is what it is.
4: Yeah. You
3: know? Don't watch it. Hey, I do
2: want to go over to the phones and go to Minnesota... And talk to Madison, who is on the phone. What I like, too, is I like to feedback when we do an interview with someone. Because sometimes we get really good feedback. Sometimes we get feedback that isn't so good. But I love to bring artists in. And Madison, what do you want to say about an interview we did with Old Dominion?
0: I just wanted to say, I have I was listening to it on a podcast because I missed it. And I am, like, almost in tears listening to it. Because you can, like, hear your passion for... Uh, interviewing artists, and then you can you can kind of tell who like you extra like like who your favorites are. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's awesome, and it just reminds me like I love to listen to your um, interview with John Mayer too. And I mean, he even said like you ask the best questions, and it's so fun to hear somebody who like is in their element and does what they do best. And I just like want to encourage you like. I think that's what you do best. I mean, you do tons of stuff really well, but man, like interviews.
2: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Um, I love Old Dominion. I think their music is A+. It's funny people can hear who I love, who I like, or who I'm trying to learn more about. You know, those are the three kinds of people I bring in. Because if I don't like them, I don't bring them in. At this point, you know, if it's like, (laughs) if it's like it's not my per, there's just some people you don't jive with. And that's okay. That's life. But I love Old Dominion. Brett Eldridge is going to be in tomorrow. And that's going to be fantastic. Love, Brett. And so there are people that I really get pumped about coming in because it's like I, I know what I want to try to pull out of them. But, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's that's about the best compliment you could give me. So I feel good. You do ask really
4: good questions. like
2: Sometimes they're really dumb, though, honestly.
4: Sure. But sometimes the dumbest questions are the good ones yeah. because I, I, I don't, we were playing golf with Jordan Spieth or whatever, and I, I remember you asked him a question, and somebody that was in our group goes, gosh, that's a great question. You didn't hear him say that. But he's like, that's a great question. I, think, I
2: bet he's never been asked that. I think I just wonder – like, what people listening wonder. More than, like, what a radio person wonders. Yeah. What's your inspiration?
3: And maybe you should clarify real quick why you were golfing with Jordan Spieth. It's qu- quite the...
2: Nah, no, just leave no, it we that way. No, we leave it
4: that way. Leave leave it right. not <laughs> cool, yeah. Listen, I ain't very cool, so... Uh, he just, yeah, uh, we uh, just, no, just another Tuesday, you know Wednesday what I mean?
2: Day. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, uh, uh, okay, listen. I thank you for that call. That is an excellent compliment. I appreciate that, and Brett Eldridge is tomorrow about this time. On the phone right now is Professional Cuddler... Keely Shoop, Keely, let me say I'm very excited to talk to you. Thank you for joining our radio program this morning.
6: Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to chat with you.
2: Now, I, there's a lot of curiosity in me about what services you provide as a professional cuddler. So, just like lay it out to me, like I meet you and I'm like, hey, what do you do for a living? Like, tell me what you do.
6: So, uh, human touch—the n- need is just as much of a human need as water, as air, as anything else that we would need for sustenance and for healthy lives so what i do is i provide a safe structured environment for people to access platonic touch to help with symptoms of depression and anxiety to help with um loneliness and staving off touch deprivation that's kind of pandemic in our culture beyond the other pandemic that we deal with
2: and so when you started to get in this line of work did people look at you and go Huh, a cuddleist?
6: I can't believe that you'd actually try to make
2: money doing that.
6: Absolutely. Um, I've been doing this work for about six years now, and that has very commonly been the reaction from people. Uh, and it's a shame because I think that it's, it's so universally needed, um, but people don't necessarily know that they need it.
2: I read, too, that you charge $100 per hour. Now, is that, con- is that the high-dollar high client, or is that just normal, you're going to go cuddle for 100 bucks an hour?
6: Um, the industry standard is about $80 an hour, um, and then the more experience and the more certifications that you have, the higher that rate goes. But also, if you put it in line with like, traditional talk therapies, with traditional uh, licensed counseling, it's about on par.
2: Do you, while cuddling, also talk? Is there anything off-limits <laughs> to talk about? I, I'm just trying to imagine what we would do if I paid you to come cuddle.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, talking is certainly an option. One of the things that's not understood necessarily in the name, right? Professional cuddler, you wouldn't know. There's also a whole lot of boundaries and consent education that goes on. We work on uh, getting people to sometimes process trauma. So we're talking about a lot of stuff. It can be a really casual, fun, um, just like nurturing environment. And it can also be pretty intense therapeutic practice.
2: On with us now, cuddlist Keely Shoop. And it sounds like you're on an airplane now. When you're talking about cuddling out loud, do you think are people like looking at you, going, "What is she talking about? She's a professional cuddler."
6: Yeah, I'm getting off an airplane at L X X right now, and uh, looking at them, no one's really giving me a side eye, but they're all probably being polite. <laughs> so, as a
2: professional cuddler, do you ever get creeps that hit you up and like, "Hey, I want to cuddle," you know, and then they send like a weird emoji?
6: That is a great question, and you know, the word "creep" is pretty loaded. So what I will say is there are some people who don't necessarily understand the therapeutic service that I provide and are looking for something else. What I tend to do with those people is have a conversation. All potential clients get a screening call. And if they are looking for something I provide, I first validate that need and desire in them, say that it's normal and human, and I'm just not the right place to necessarily get that need met. So it's like if you were going to a cardiologist and asking them to help uh, treat cancer, you need to go to an oncologist for that. No disrespect, no shame just a different specialty.
2: So if someone says, I need to cuddle, will you travel to them or do they come to your space?
6: I typically host. Um, traveling incurs a travel fee, and so it's just a bit more cost-effective and more convenient for me to be able to host in my space. I can also, I've got a cuddle studio, so it is an environment that's already catered. When people go to like their homes or whatnot, you've got all your stresses of your life in that space. You've got your maybe your dogs or your piled up mail whatever it is there's lots of destruction so i can create a way more um, soothing and specific environment
2: if you guys want to see uh, what keely's all about at chicago cuddle therapy or keelyshoop.com or Shop. is it Shoup or shoop how do you say your last name keely
6: shoop you got it right yeah.
2: okay so S-H-O-U-P, keelyshoop.com mm-hmm. so you pardon yeah. this part of this dumb question but because i've never heard of anyone doing this Like, are are you rich? Is this... Are you poor? Like, are you able to support yourself? Like, what kind of lifestyle can you live being a professional cuddler?
6: Yeah, I totally appreciate the question. I don't believe that I am rich. Uh, I live in Chicago. I'm able to, like, live in the city in a place that I share with my partner. And so um, I I live comfortably middle class, I suppose.
2: Your partner, do they care that you cuddle other folks? uh, Are they like, you must have learned that cuddling someone else? I don't know. Is it... Does that affect the relationship at all?
6: No, it doesn't they they're very proud and appreciative of the therapeutic work I do,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. like my mind's a little blown right now that that because I'm sure this is needed. I mean, she went to college at Ball State. Is that correct?
6: Yeah, exactly right. After Ball State, I went to Chicago and I was working at a mortgage company when I found out about Cutalyst and uh, the great work that they do and got the certification program. The training program is super quality from Cutalysts um. And and, yeah, so it was a very different avenue that I took my life down from where I started.
2: Amy, you have any questions for the professional cuddlist?
3: Yeah, I mean, well, first I was worried about your safety at times, but if they're coming to you, then I guess that that helps. But have you ever had to end a session because someone, like, it just got awkward or weird and you're like, "Mm, okay, we got to stop cuddling, you need to leave?
6: Yeah, in the six years I've been doing it, That has happened maybe three times, and and all that is, and I I never felt that I was in any physical danger. There are some people who um, did not get it, just didn't get that it's therapeutic and that's the point of it, and so before it went any further, I said, you know, let's stop. I don't want to waste your time anymore, and I certainly don't want my time wasted. We're going to go ahead and end. You can get a refund. Let's just end this. Um, That was all it was.
2: What about tickling? On or off limits? (laughs)
6: <laughs> it depends. So, I hate surprise tickling. That's not a thing I enjoy. However, if it's something that someone, so I have had clients who want to uh, play and like really be in this state of like, think about a little kid playing. And so, uh, in that mindset, I can kind of get my head wrapped around it and be okay with it. But I like, I have to be in the mindset. <laughs> I guess I, if, if,
2: if a, a married couple, right? If it's the guy, I'm just going to do uh-huh. a hypothetical here. If the guy who's married yeah. comes in and goes, Hey, I need to pay you to cuddle with me. Does the wife feel like, uh, why are, Why do you have to go to someone to cuddle like I'm right here? Does that situation ever happen?
6: It absolutely does. And one thing I love is that I've got several clients with spouses who send their spouses like send them to me. They're like, no, 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 no. I don't need as much touch as you are, as you do. My love language is like say acts of service or it's quality time and you are too snuggly and huggy and touchy for me. Go be clingy with someone else and then you can come home and we can have this really full, fulfilled and happy relationship where you're getting your needs met and I don't have to do it.
2: And again, part of my dumb question here because this is all new to me. Do people ever come and feel like they're they're like want to be a baby like there's something happened when they were a baby and they're like wanting to be a baby and it's like like, rocked yeah like like treat me like a little boo boo baby and like burp me and is that ever a thing
6: okay so not quite in the way that you're talking about there is such a thing as like age regression therapy and that just simply deals with everyone has a young part of themselves it is simply a part of our uh, uh, our personalities that are still fairly young or that remember those nurturing loving feelings when we were kids and some people want to go and sometimes heal some of their childhood wounds and so we'll do a little bit of age regression but there isn't any burping involved there's no diapers involved n- none of the more extreme things that people like think about when they think about that
2: if i ever go get like a- oh, i've
6: read stories i've read like children's uh. books to clients before because that was a really ther- uh. like really comforting experience oh, wow. like you
2: hit him with some Bernstein bears right in the middle of it Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly mm-hmm. yeah little clipper the big red dog oh, yeah. for sure hey, oh, okay yeah. so oh, yeah. when I used to wait tables I ate so much chicken that when I got home I didn't want to eat any more chicken because there was always extra chicken at the end of the night so they were like hey we have chicken if you want to eat it before you go <laughs> eat the chicken <laughs> and so I was burnt of chicken now do you get burnt of cuddling when you go home you don't want to cuddle because you've been cuddling all day at work
6: Never, not once.
0: Hmm.
6: Okay, <laughs> I, I have an infinite capacity capacity for cuddles. I might need like sleep and to do other things, but no, I pretty much always want to snuggle. And I think not—that's not true for everyone, right? But that's one of the reasons why I'm suited for this because I friggin love it.
2: <laughs> she is a cuddlist, a professional cuddlist, Keely Shoop. You can follow her on Instagram or just go see what she's all about at Chicago Cuddle Therapy, KeelyShoop.com. We have a guy on the show named Lunchbox that's sitting back. He cannot believe this is even a, th- a thing. I'm, I'm going to let him ask one question. I don't know what he's going to ask. And if it's inappropriate, just say, hey, I don't want to answer that, Keeley, and I give you full. full. That sounds good. Okay, I yeah. just want to let you know that I don't know what's coming. Okay, Lunchbox, <laughs> you get one question.
7: I want to know what you wear when you're cuddling.
6: That's a good question. Yeah, no, totally fair question. I typically wear like... Yoga pants or or some like sweatpants or something comfortable, depending on the temperature, and a t-shirt. There is a minimum of like outerwear, shorts like basketball shorts, not boxers, or and a thick strap tank top. That's the minimum required of both participants.
2: Do you spoon or you big spoon there or little go. spoon? I
6: guess it's what the client wants. Oh, I, that's a great question, and I love it. So either, and one of my favorite things is that a lot of times guys will come in have a session. And they've never been the Little Spoon. And a lot of them are really surprised to find out how really comforting and, like, kind of lovely it is mm-hmm. to be the Little Spoon. I love that and I life. give them the opportunity, and that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I live Little Spoon life, so I, I fully appreciate that. All right, well, listen, you, this has been uh, quite eye-opening to me. Yeah, Lunchbox, we already gave you one no, question. No, no, I got more. So okay, she, you, she's on She's in the airport. I know. Okay, real, real quick. Do you cuddle in the bed under the covers? How does it work?
6: Oh, I typically do not cuddle in bed. So my cuddle studio has this lovely, gigantic couch, and I've got a lot of um, like a futon mattress laid out. So it's really lovely, but it's not a bed uh, just because of the association for people. It's kind of hard to get your mind out of the like preconceived notion of what that means. Right.
2: And is it like when you go get a massage where they pick the music and it's like, well, or do they get to pick like their own iHeartRadio playlist? (laughs)
6: So either or, I can provide music, but one of the, my favorite things is some clients will actually create or curate nice. their own playlist based on the mood they want, the emotions they want to feel, the vibe that they want to set, and that can be really cool. Do they,
3: oh, sorry. Well,
2: we're out of time. <laughs> oh, man. She's, okay. Real quick, Amy.
6: Well, did they ever start crying? Yes, all the time. Oh. All emotions are welcome in sessions. People cry con- like all the time.
2: There she is. Wow. A fascinating interview here. Can I come? With cuddles Keely Shoop, <laughs> follow her at Chicago Cuddle Therapy, keelyshoop.com. 100 bucks an hour. Wow. Did you fly to LA to cuddle? Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, of course. Did you fly to LA to cuddle?
6: I I am flying LA to both have fun and to work. So All right,
2: yeah, there she is. Yeah. Hey, what a great yeah. guest. <laughs> All right, thank you Keely. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. And listen, here's the thing, right? I also acknowledge that's really weird. It is, right? Like, to me, I hear this. I'm like, wow, I can't believe someone makes 100 bucks cuddling.
3: But apparently some people need that. It sounds legit. Like, I was hearing it as like, oh, this is kind of intimate and, yeah, weird. And, like, why would someone do that? But I can see, based on what she was saying, how it can be therapeutic for some. And it sounds like she has healthy boundaries with it. And there's rules and guidelines and people can't get carried away or they'll be asked to leave.
2: I feel like you need security there all the time watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like, you need somebody sure. else standing standing right over the top of you going, hmm, Herb, are you doing that? Yeah, and
4: it also sounds like she's not the only one doing it. Like, she went to yeah. school for this. There's an yeah. industry standard. That's
3: she's, crazy. She's a certified Cuddlist.
2: Yesterday, Morgan came to us and said she accidentally stole paper towels when she left the grocery store. She didn't realize it. It was on that bottom shelf. So, innocent mistake. We all agreed, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Innocent totally. mistake. And so, and I think that happens too. I've probably done a little water. Mm -hmm. Because you know how you put like a case of water down there? the bottom. Yeah. And so we gave her a couple options. So, one of the options was go back as a bit and record it. And Lunchbox took her back and he played the role of the upset and concerned father. <laughs> and they went back. Because Eddie was like, my kids did this once with like Eminem or something?
4: Yes. And you went back and. And told yeah. them. The, my son told them what he did and they made him pay for yeah. it. Yeah.
3: But what's weird is like, because you're listening on the radio and you don't know what everybody looks like maybe. Like, Morgan is definitely younger than Lunchbox, that they for sure look like they could date if they wanted to. And now he's her daddy.
2: Well, <laughs> daddy. daddy. <laughs> what's the age difference between you guys? I'm 27. I'm, I'm 39. So 12 years. Yeah. Now, Frame of reference, my, my mom got pregnant with me when she was 15.
3: Mm-hmm. So, okay, so could, could be,
2: su- could, mm-hmm. but super young, but yes, but still, you're right, mm-hmm. it's, doesn't look-
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't look definitely like if you're the employee at the grocery store, you're like, What is all right? That- here we go. <laughs>
2: uh, here, this is them going to the, to the grocery store, Morgan. Here, she's
7: been a bad, bad girl. Sorry. Tell her what you Sorry. did, Morgan.
1: My dad really likes to embarrass me. <laughs> I- <laughs> I walked out of the grocery store with these on the bottom and oh. didn't pay for them. She
7: didn't pay for them, so she stole them as her father. I thought about putting her over the knee and spanking her, huh? <laughs> He's so <laughs> embarrassing. But... Don't be so mean. But she goes off to college. She comes back. Next thing I know, she's stealing things. That's not the way I raised her.
1: I'm really sorry. I'm so glad you're sorry, but the next time we're not going to walk out the door with the
0: paper towels, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.
7: So she needs to pay you for them, right? Yeah,
0: she needs okay. to go over there and pay for them. Okay. Thank
7: you. Do we need to call the authorities or anything? No, we don't. Should you I ground right
0: her? We're and pay for it. Now they're break this time.
7: How about that? Okay. okay. What about one spanking?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
7: And that's how you atone for your mistakes, young lady.
0: It
2: also got kind of creepy, like, creepier than I thought. Yes, multiple times. Come on,
6: right.
2: man. Morgan, you paid for them?
1: I did pay for them, and I, I could not stop, like second-hand embarrassment when he kept saying that. I was like, I genuinely felt like he was my dad in that moment
3: and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> you were about to get spanked. Yeah. Lunchbox, did it
2: hurt your feelings at all that they thought you could have been her dad? Like you A like, little bit. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Let's
2: be honest.
7: I was like, you're supposed to be like, there's no way you're her dad. You're no way you're her dad. But the lady was just like... Oh, good job, Dad. Like, oh, God. Yeah, I didn't feel any of that pushback. I, I didn't feel any pushback whatsoever. And I was like, oh, man, do I look that old? Morgan, you feel good, though? You paid for it. You're good? Yes, and I feel got,
1: good. I, I don't have to feel bad anymore.
2: <laughs> and we got a good radio bit out and of it. No yeah. spankiness. But Lunchbox also runs into the nicest people. Yeah, he yes, really does. I yes. know.
3: He, he knows how to pick them.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I mean, you just go in and just get He work. So I was really like, working in the
7: grocery store. I mean, yeah. it was just lucky. <laughs> It's time for the good news. With
3: producer Eddie. me something good.
4: Chef Liam works at a restaurant. And he rides his bike to work every single day. That's his only means of transportation. And he goes to work one day in the bike. And after a shift, comes back out and the bike is stolen. So he's frustrated. He's mad. Gets on Facebook. Tells the whole story. Well, a stranger reads the Facebook post and says, you know what? This reminds me a lot. When I was a kid, I saved so much money when I got my first bike that I rode to work all the time, and it got stolen too, so I'm going to buy this guy a new bike. And he did. Complete stranger, bought a new bike. He said it was better than the one that was stolen and gave it to the chef.
2: Awesome. He just heard the story?
4: He just saw it on Facebook and said, that reminds me of my childhood, so I'm going to get this guy a bike too.
2: How come everybody I run into on Facebook that I don't know are mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. All they have is bad comments. Yeah, this guy's over here buying people bikes. Like, I go over here, yeah.
3: it, it ain't good for me. I don't know, man. This Unless guy lucked it's out. Unless it's our B-team Facebook page. True. Although I did see they have,
2: like, a tip jar going over there where they're like, hey, we're running the page. Pay us.
3: Oh. Oh, really? Interesting. I think so. Oh, I didn't so. know that.
2: Someone had sent a link going, hey, uh, we don't know what's, I, listen, I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know that page. I just go over to it. Hey, Morgan, can you look over there at some point and see, how, see if it's, are there any shenanigans or not?
3: Yeah. I know they do something called the Dollar Club.
2: And I think that's legit. Yeah. I think it's all legit, actually. But let me ask Morgan. Morgan, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it all is. Like, it's all based on just donations. That tip jar that I looked into is just, like, them saying, hey, if you feel inclined that we run this page for you guys and everything, even though we have families and stuff, you can donate. They don't, you know, yeah, nobody has no to. That. Makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, then. As long as they're
2: not like, hey, we're giving it to sick kids. And then they go, "Except." A PS5. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, go and ahead.
1: The, then the Dollar Club. Um, from what I know, I've seen them post the screenshots of when they make those donations and where they go and stuff. So nothing to me looks sketchy at all. But I got hit up by a listener
3: too, and I I don't see anything wrong. Think it's wrong. the
2: same listener then that's that's telling on them.
3: I oh, think so. Great. Maybe they were they weren't let in because they weren't positive Maybe. and nice. Because I love the B- And kind. Because you have to take an oath to do that. To join, it, is it a no? no it's something like off? that. When you're like submitting to join the page and they're approving you, oh, really? you have to say, you know, I promise to be kind <laughs> and positive. Morgan,
2: did the person's name start with the letter L? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a Tattletale. The Chef a Liam B-team Tattletale. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, <the guy>. no, <laughs> no, no, no. oh
1: yeah, and they they went like all the way up to our
3: HR. I'm getting emails from HR now.
2: Oh wow. Oh, oh, oh
3: man. man. Yeah. We don't own the page. <laughs> yeah. And just something positive about it, the Dollar Club, they get, so it's a way for them to all rally and make a difference, but with, you know, each person just having to commit to a dollar, and they pick a different member of the show each month Mm -hmm. to donate the cause that the member likes, so that's cool. Cool.
2: Yeah. Anyway, it's the B team. I still root for that page to grow. Mm -hmm. Good job, team. Good job. All right. Thank you, Morgan, and thank you, Eddie. Yes. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the phone is Travis in Indiana. Travis. Welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on, man?
0: Good morning,
6: studio. Morning. morning. Hey, I had a question for Eddie. Um, I was wondering if there was any update on the jingle for the oh, What's My Jig?
2: Yeah, you wrote, <laughs> uh, you wrote a jingle for a candy bar company. Whatever yeah. happened with that?
4: Yeah, it was called Hoozy What's It, and uh, they basically said. That they were working on some kind of thing with the corporate office, and then they'd get back to me, and then crickets. Never so, got back to nothing. me.
2: Nothing. Oh, no. man, it was so good. Hey, speaking of crickets, you know what we're going to do tomorrow? We're going to eat this oh. chocolate-covered cicadas. Oh. Why did I say crickets? I hey, Scuba, will you bring those in? No, they're here. I don't want to. No, they're oh. here. Anytime
3: you even say it, I like.
2: There's a, We have a, a glass jar of, of cicadas yeah. that are chocolate. Oh, you have to oh shake them. God. God. Is that Shaking wet? Them. No, they're good. Oh. Oh. So here they are.
3: What, how big is that? I, I was expecting I, a box. I thought it was gonna be like a little tiny piece of chocolate and it's like you get like a leg. No, I
4: think it's the whole bug.
2: It's the whole bug no. inside of a chocolate no. That's square. Oh. Okay. So they're here. Oh, there they are. Chocolate like, like, covered cicadas, what? What does that smell like? I, I hate dark chocolate okay. and it smells like dark chocolate. Oh. oh. So it's probably good to you guys, it smells good. <laughs> But here they are, chocolate-covered cicadas. Tomorrow, we do the dance party around this time tomorrow, but right after the dance party, we'll eat the cicadas. We'll spin the wheel and someone has to eat a chocolate-covered cicada. Do you know the work we've been through to get these cicadas, kids? If you knew the work, you'd respect it. It's like a parent telling their kid, you
4: don't know know what it's like. (laughs) And you're on the wheel too, right?
2: Of course I'm on the wheel. All right, (laughs) making sure. Of course. And we'll do it where we pull someone (laughs) off.
3: Oh, no! So it spins a lot, it's not just (laughs)
4: spinning. Yeah, of
2: drama, drama. Uh (laughs)
3: Tomorrow you want morning, it to t- land on yourself. Yes. Okay. Tomorrow oh. morning,
2: chocolate-covered cicadas to one person on the show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Well, he tried to get a smooth chin. That didn't really happen. A California man has what he thought was razor rash after a shaver mix-up resulted in his face getting a flesh-eating bacteria.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: His disfiguring fiasco first came to light in April but he really hasn't told the whole story. He said he got deep sores on his chin and jawline, 24 years old. He said, I used my roommate's razor to shave off some stubble, and then it just got bad. And then an upper respiratory infection happened. And then chin broke out. His chin broke out in bumps. Went to a doctor, antibiotics, nothing. It just continued to get worse and worse. His sores got bigger and started to balloon inside of his beard. They tested him for everything, COVID. Strep throat. Negative, negative, negative. Until then, it ends up being a, a flesh-eating bacteria, an antibiotic-resistant staph infection Ooh, that was on that razor. Awful. That was on that razor of the person he didn't know.
3: Okay, well, how come that roommate, person? Did,
2: but how come that person didn't know, have that on their face? Maybe
3: their body isn't, like Maybe everybody was, yeah. Everybody's has different reactions to different things. Hmm. He didn't want his flesh. Yeah, he could to have been him. resistant
2: to it. Yeah. Weird. Ugh. That makes me wonder, how many things am I resistant to? That I've like been directly exposed yeah. to. Because
3: we don't know. Yeah, we never know. Yeah, yeah you, First of all, also weird are use
2: your roommate's razor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never do that. Yeah. That's disgusting. So here's a story about a family cat. The family cat was cremated. And then the family was shocked because the cat then walks up to the front door. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. Frankie the cat is 16 years old. He did not come home on May 19th. The Fitzsimmons family went searching for him. And they found the cat on the side of the road looked exactly like Frankie. They couldn't tell 100% because of the injuries to the cat because it was hit by a car. And so the chip couldn't be scanned because, again, it was hit by a car. They loved him. They cremated him. His ashes sat by the bed of his seven-year-old owner who oh, felt like...
6: Wanted you to know, the, him. Mm-hmm.
2: And so then one day they heard something at the door and it was Frankie. Frankie was alive. They don't know whose cat it was. They got hit by a car and they cremated. Wow. Oh. Well <laughs> That's what I thought I was to, at the door. Yeah crazy huh you think your
4: cat's dead and is alive first thing
2: I would do though is gotta go look in that jar to make sure the ashes didn't come back to life Toy story style
4: like it's empty like
2: I walked out of the room and all of a sudden (laughs) Woody's talking that sounds crazy here's a question for you and I'll read you the story then I have a question I was wondering last night to myself Michael Jackson's Billie Jean has crossed the one billion mark on YouTube it's the third song from the 80's to achieve this it's the first 80's video from a solo artist to achieve this First question is, the other two videos from the 80s are bands that that have a billion views. Can you guess either one of them? Oh. One of them's a rock band. From the 80s. Like what kind of rock? Like 80s rock. (laughs) Like, uh... Eddie, who do you think is the most iconic band of the 80s? Of the 80s? Rock and roll? You'll get this. Um, Give me Guns N' Roses. That's correct. And what song would it be?
4: Sweet Child of Mine. There you
2: go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The other one is a video that is a video video, and people think it's cool because it's kind of drawn in pencil. A lot of it is. Can you name that video?
3: Hmm. No clue.
2: I know I knew you wouldn't know. I thought Eddie might know it. No, I, I'm not, nothing's coming to mind. Here's the clip. It's Take On Me. Oh, uh-huh. okay. But Michael Jackson's the first solo artist. The question is, Is it okay to like Michael Jackson again?
3: Oh, I know. I have this conversation a lot. Actually, I've had it twice in the last week. Once with my brother and once with our friend Mary. Like, we were just, yeah, we're talking about how we listen to Michael Jackson. It's like, oh, sometimes we feel guilty, but it's so good. (laughs) Well, and also, he was never convicted of anything. No, that is a good point. I think he lost a
2: civil case, right? But I don't think he was ever convicted.
4: And I think it's okay to separate the art from the artist.
2: Sometimes. Sometimes. You're not going to hear me bumping R. Kelly out publicly. Well, that's true but he actually went to jail for... I don't know. My answer is I don't know. But man, he made some jams.
3: <laughs> yeah, he did.
2: <laughs> What's in your heart, though? Like, what do you... Are you not listening to him for a reason? Now? I don't really chase it anyway. But for example, Caitlin and I were in... Right outside of Tulsa, and we went to like an On the Border, you know, that restaurant? Yeah. yeah.
3: Mexican, yeah. Yeah,
2: and so they have these, this little band of doctors. It's like a little cover band. It's all doctors from around the area playing. And they're playing a Michael Jackson. They're playing... Uh, um, I want to love you, P-Y-T, pretty young thing. And we're like, oh, should we go dance or we feel bad about it? (laughs) We thought about it and we went and danced. Okay. okay. See, good. So So I guess my heart takes me to that.
3: Will you play Michael Jackson at your wedding? Because I mean. If
2: they do, I won't stop them. Okay.
3: I want to love you, P-Y-T, pretty young thing.
2: Yeah, actually I'll smile probably. (laughs) I won't request it, but I think I'll dance to it. So, Billie Jean hits 1 billion on YouTube. And those are your big stories. Thank you. Those were Bobby's big
3: stories.
2: Earlier in the show, we had a professional cuddler on. She makes 100 bucks an hour cuddling with people. She sounds professional. Very. Therapeutic reason, she said. Her Instagram is Chicago Cuddle Therapy. If you want to see what she looks like or follow her, but it's just wild that that's her career. She brings people to her office and cuddles them. Feels a little weird to me, but that's okay. Some things just seem weird to me. So she's on, and the guys get on the, 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 their laptops and they see if they can find cuddlers here in town. <laughs> so what do you have over lunch lunchbox? There are
7: cu- oh my gosh, there are cuddlers, and it says you just call them up and they come to you, and it's cuddle buddies. It's cuddle buddies. Do they
2: have restrictions on? That, I don't see. It just says... Because I don't want to call a cuddle buddy, and it ends up being a... Wink, wink. K- cuddle, cuddle buddy. buddy. I want to call a... No, not that music. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's... If we call a cuddle buddy, I need it to be legit. Because I don't need the cops bu- kicking the door down going, Prostitution bust! Because there was like a <laughs> slogan on that website
4: that so like, for a friend.
7: Yeah, we'll find you a cuddle buddy so you can start a friendship yeah. based on cuddling without any expectations of something more. And it was featured in the Wall Street Journal, Fox, Yahoo, Vice, so it's legit. Okay. And it has latest cuddlers, and it has pictures of the people
2: that have been cuddling on the website. So it seems really legit. So here's what I suggest. Once Eddie gets back from his walk, which he does next week. You guys don't want to do it next week? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. We bring in a cuddler. Oh, man. We spin the wheel, and whomever loses has to cuddle for... 30 minutes on the floor. 30 the minutes? I know. That's terrible. But
3: we do it in the studio. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, in the studio, and you have a microphone in your hand. What, Lunchbox?
7: Yeah, it's a it's a four-step process. You sign up for free in under 30 seconds. You search for the nearest cuddle buddy. Then you message them without having to explain. They get it. You meet up and cuddle without it progressing to more.
3: They get That's it. That's
7: it. It's that easy, guys. Under 30 seconds, and we can cuddle.
3: This one doesn't sound as therapeutic. Uh-huh.
2: It has to be. No, it is. It's a legit. But it has to. Well, hold it. we can't bring a guy in here, right? Yeah. What no, do you mean? No. You ha- no. Because it the, it won't be comfortable for the girls. Oh, so now
3: if it lands on you, Caitlin's gonna be cool with you. Yeah, cuddling a girls with some girl? not comfortable
2: for us.
4: Oh, boy! <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm,
7: I'm only cu- cuddling a girl. <laughs> I am only cuddling a girl. <laughs> but, I will stand your, up. But well, it's not romantic, think. Eddie. Well, What my wife think? It's I need some cuddling. It's a professional help. Oh, Scuba, Steve. Can you
2: research this for us?
8: Yes. Yeah. I've already looked into it a little bit. I think I'm going to use the site called Cuddleus. It seems a little. It seems pretty professional. Oh, you're going against my. people. So I'm trying to get it for free. And if I can't get it for free, then I'll put it on the company card. What's the hourly rate we have to pay for this? It was. I saw one that was 75, and one that was 100.
3: I, I just. <laughs> I think I this is probably something. 100. Yeah, you pay for we the go good up. stuff. Yeah, yeah I like, got stuff. We're hey, not messing get? around.
2: I think you get what you pay for in
3: this yeah. situation. Yeah. Okay, so
2: we'll get that bit going. All right, cool. Well, somebody will cuddle here on the ground oh, in the studio for an hour on the show?
3: You just went from 30 minutes to an hour.
2: Uh, Who knows how Uh, it feels. It it depends if it lands on me or not. There's a story about a guy at Walgreens who goes in and he has a trash bag and he fills it with a bunch of stuff he wants to steal. And then he just steals it in San Francisco and rides off on a bike with a bunch of stolen stuff from Walgreens. And everybody let him do it. Even the security let him do it. Why? Because you don't stop a stealer, apparently. Yeah. Because there are so many rules now about if somebody's got something, you just got to let them go. Which I guess is... Different than what it used to be back in the day because I was talking to Scuba Steve, who used to work as a security guard, and in loss prevention, and he was like, "Man, I used to do that all the time." Scuba, where did you do security work and loss prevention?
8: Uh, many different places, but my main spot was Abercrombie and Fitch, right there in the heart of San Francisco. So, what was your
2: job as
8: security in Abercrombie? So, my job was to a few different things. One, be by the exit door to you know basically greet people and kind of give them that. Fear of if you steal, I'm here. And if someone leaves a store, it's my job to follow them if they have product or merchandise. You're supposed to leave, you were chasing them out of the store. Yes. I mean, you weren't supposed to, but we did it anyways just for the thrill. And because if you're stealing, you know, screw you, bring back
2: the product. When you hear the story about the guy who goes into Walgreens, and it says here, Walgreens employees are taught not to confront shoppers or shoplifters, excuse yeah. me. How does that make you feel as a former? Uh, Loss prevention guy.
8: That's pretty lame. I mean even if it is the rule and the law I feel like inside you as a person you should try to stop that per I mean they're in your store That's your private establishment. You should stop that person. Did you ever have to go after anyone? Oh, yeah a a few times one in particular We had this uh, group of people that would come through they called them skittles because they'd be wearing a bunch of stolen merchandise that was different colors like the skittles rainbow and they came through. We knew they were coming. Like, okay, here they are. We see them. They got the bags lined with tin foil.
2: They what? were known to be thieves? Wait,
8: yes, they were known because they go to a bunch of different spots in the area. So there was like an APB out. Like, if you see these people, be aware, they're shoplifters.
3: What's the foil do? The, the, the alarm?
8: Yeah, it kind of it kind of stops the alarm so that way they can get out undetected.
3: Oh, But, but we knew.
8: Steve just shared with everybody <laughs> a hat. Yeah, huh. steel. <laughs>
1: didn't know that. Try
8: that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they
2: put foil on their bags.
8: Yes, yeah, so I saw it. I immediately saw it like glistening in. The sun as they came through shining, I knew, okay, here they are. And I saw the different sweatshirts. These are the Skittle Bandits. I, I, and then my, my blood pressure went up. I was so nervous. I knew this was the moment that I, they came to our store. So there they were, shopping, looking around. And all of a sudden, I see one girl just swipe one of the tables and put like 15 different Abercrombie sweatshirts into a bag and then kind of gave like a signal and started going for the door that I was standing at. So I radio, you know, the the person in the
2: booth. You had a radio as the security guy at Abercrombie. Oh yeah. Did you have to have your shirt off? Because I'd always talk about Abercrombie. Somebody'd <laughs> have their shirt off, like with a modeling, bunch of cologne on. Yeah, that wasn't you, right? <laughs> no,
8: I didn't. I didn't do my shirt off. No, okay. I, I had clothing. Um, but and so I saw it was happening. So I radioed the girl in the in the booth with the camera and say, Hey, start recording. They're about to leave. They're about to leave. And what you're supposed to do is, you know, confront them and stop them before they exit the store. I did that. They weren't having it. They started to book it. Three of these girls started running, and I was like, well, I'm going to go for it. So I run out there on Market Street. If anyone's listening and familiar with that, it's a very populated uh, tourist area. Jumped right out there on Market Street, and then one of the girls started to get away, and so I just kind of leapt for her like I was you know, sliding into first base. And I got her, and I tackled her, and then I got her friend with my right arm, and I pulled him to the ground, and I radioed the other girl, and she was like right behind me with yeah, handcuffs. Yeah, call for backup. Backup, yeah. <laughs> Steve, down.
3: I <We> need backup. <laughs> like you took down the skittles.
8: Yes, I got two of the three skittles, and um, and so the other girl had to come and arrest them, and then we brought them in and waited for the cops to show up, and they got arrested. And you never got in trouble. Never got in trouble. Did, no.
2: Did they commend you?
8: Not in getting, like, a ward or a key to the city or anything. I feel like I should have got it, but, but yeah, it was, it was a big capture. They didn't fire you, though. I didn't get fired, no. I ended up leaving eventually to go back into radio, uh, but,
2: yeah, it was, it was a big day. Did it feel awesome as you're diving and you make contact and grab and pull? Like, where you're
1: like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: As a kid who always wanted to be in the FBI,
8: I was like, yes, this is my moment. This was, a, this was absolutely amazing.
2: Did the merch all get back? Like they didn't get away with anything, or was the one girl who got away? Was she the one with the with that merch?
8: No, I got a I got a lot of the merch because they also put some stuff in their in their actual clothing. So we got a lot of that merchandise back.
2: Dang, the, I bet that newspaper headline the next day was Skittles Bandits Apprehended. Oh and was, it's yeah, Scuba Steve, <laughs> hit, with his two fists in the air. Uh, well, since you never heard it from the Abercrombie corporate office, you hear it from yeah. us. Nice job, Thank you. Steve. Woo. Wow, that's an amazing story. Yes. Basically, tell me something good right that's there. Cool. Heck yeah. Bobby Bone Show.
0: Bonehead. Story of the day.
7: This story comes to us from Lock Haven, Pennsylvania. A 20 year old man was upset earlier in the week. His drugs had been confiscated by police. So he's like, huh, how am I going to get them back? He went downtown in the middle of the night, broke into City Hall trying to find his drugs.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
7: and they got him. <laughs> yeah, because it set the, off in the, the, the
2: act. Oh, in the act, in the building, yeah.
7: set off numerous alarms. He was arrested,
2: and yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, though, you can't tell when it's a police station or a city hall. Like, some buildings are a little tricky. So I might have stole my drugs, too. I don't do drugs. Other yeah. than the sign that says City Hall. I know. Right, <laughs> or
3: <laughs> Metro Police or but something. There are,
2: sometimes it doesn't quite look like a police station. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Eddie is walking from West Virginia to Tennessee next week. Ow! A lot of people are asking if George Strait even knows about this bit. That's a good question. I've heard nothing about that. Yeah, I don't know anything either, and I don't know that he will ever know about this bit because George Strait (laughs) lives in his own place. Uh I mean, I I feel like
4: he can live his whole life without knowing what's going on.
3: But we're on air in San Antonio. Yeah,
2: but... You think George Strait listens (laughs) to this show?
3: Hey, listen. We had that story that one time that he uh, used Postmates or Uber Eats or something like that, and we never would have thought he did that.
2: Well... The question's been asked a hundred times. We have no idea if he knows anything about it. Mm. But it's happening. You don't know anyone that would know if he knows? I haven't even asked. Yeah. I've been so focused on your health and safety. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. I, I mean, not really, but I just say that. Uh, so well, I'm good, by the way. <laughs> as you walk from West Virginia to Tennessee, the National Park Service is saying, hey, people, there are bears out and about. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to walk through kind of some national park area, the mountains. Yeah.
4: Mountainous yeah. areas.
2: So they say... And they do this gently. They say, hey, tourists, do not push your slower friends into the path of (laughs) uh, oncoming animals. Wow. Like bears and stuff, yeah. They say if you see a bear, do not immediately drop to the ground and play dead. Oh. Bears can sense overreacting. I'm telling you this stuff, Eddie, so you don't do this on your walk. And I'm listening. Do not run, shout, or make sudden movements. I thought you were supposed to bear up to the bear. Like, Well, I guess just don't run or shout while you do it. Do it slow. So just slowly. Yeah bear up. Do not run up and push the bear. Do not push a slower friend down, even if you feel the friendship has run its course.
4: (laughs) Is this a joke?
2: No, it's not. And they put some funny stuff in there, so the story is, there's a little levity to it, but slowly putting distance between yourself and the bear may diffuse the situation. Okay. Draw your bear spray from the holster, Remove the safety tab and prepare to use it if the bear charges. Oh, so well,
3: you need bears first. Well, that
2: was not on my list, so I guess I should buy that before I go. You know, you ever see the picture of the guy that was like a one man band and he has cymbals and a drum in front of him and he has like horns on his feet? And yeah. that's gonna be what Eddie's walking like <laughs> with all his materials. Well, yeah, if you guys keep packing stuff in my bag, sure. In most cases, climbing a tree is a poor decision. Bears can climb trees. <laughs> Also, when's the last time you climbed a tree? A uh, long, long time ago. So this is generally for everybody, but mostly for Eddie. Because yeah. he will be out walking through bear country. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think about bears.
4: How are your feet? Great. Feet are good. I mean, the uh, heel, my right heel is a little sore, but once I start walking, that soreness goes away. The next day, it hurts more, but, but it's fine.
2: Tomorrow will be Eddie's last day in the studio, and then he will head off and start the, the walk next week, which we're pretty excited <sighs> Let's about. Let's go. All right, about to wrap up today. Amy, what's going on with you?
3: Mm, I have like a a lot of meetings today, so I'm gonna be here and like some appointments, and that's pretty much it. What about you?
2: I have to turn in my Hyundai Palisade.
3: Oh, no, that's
2: sad. today. Mm-hmm. Oh, to get the car that's coming with us. Yes, but I don't have I don't get it anymore. It has to go <laughs> on the trip, which I'm very very irritated about. Uh, Thursday night date night with Caitlin. Oh, Got a little workout hey. this afternoon. What? Guess
3: your second date night this week.
2: Yeah, you making out? Baller. Or something?
3: <laughs> I'm like What you do? It's I don't think it's
2: making up. I just feel like I owe them to her.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like What's not, ca- what's happening? Nothing's happening. Are you building up. <laughs> I don't know if that works with her. I don't think I can build up.
3: Yeah, she's too smart for that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she which is. which is very irritating. <laughs> I'm just trying to be extremely because I can just work for days and days and days and days and not acknowledge anything. Like go, "Hey, let's watch a show," go back to go to bed, get to work again. just trying to be better at it. That's all. That's good. There's no other intention. I just suck at it sometimes. So doesn't
3: sound like you're sucking at it. This week. Yeah.
2: I think there was one week I just worked sun up, sun down. I was like, let's watch a show and did not do my part. I'm trying to be there. Anyway, that's today. Tomorrow's big. Brett Eldridge is on. We'll have Brantley Gilbert on. We will eat the chocolate-covered cicadas tomorrow. Big show tomorrow. See you guys then. Goodbye, friends. Ah. Bobby Bones Show.